No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Listing Agent Bootcamp top takeaways from two of the top coaches in the country. I've got coaches Angie the bomb diggity Cody with me, as well as Coach Jeff. I know everything there is to know about technology more right here in the house right now. Let me tell you something. These two are super awesome, studious learners. They are going to share with us their biggest takeaways from our recent Listing Agent Bootcamp event uh, that was held online, uh, which was a first for us. Uh, we were supposed to be holding it in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, this darn COVID thing uh, made it so we couldn't hold it in person. We had uh, literally over 400, I think it was like 450 people registered for it uh, to come to Phoenix. And uh, last minute, you know, within the last uh, about four weeks before the event, we, we realized, hey, we're going to have to do this online. And so we had to build technology. This was the crazy part. Good thing we've got great coders on the team. Uh, we had to build out the technology to be able to hold up to 11 sessions concurrently on Zoom meetings so everybody could see each other live on Zoom in one location and be able to get from session to session very easily. It was crazy. I got to tell you, the technology team really came through. Uh, but we are here to get top takeaways from coaches Angie and Jeff. So coaches Angie and Jeff, talk to us. What were your biggest takeaways from Listening Agent Bootcamp 2020? Go ahead, Angie, you want to go first? Okay, so I really love Gabe Cordova's uh, presentation. You know, I love Gabe, I'm a big PowerPoint user, but I love the fact that he had said, 3% of your leads are ready to buy now. Mm -hmm. What are you doing the, with the rest of them? Meaning, how are you nurturing them and how are you cultivating those relationships? And I think that so many agents out there will buy leads, oh, they're not ready to buy, and then they just toss them in the corner or they just forget about them and they're not doing that nurture process. And if you think about only 3% is ready to buy, um, that doesn't seem like that much, but not everybody is ready to buy something at this time. So that was a huge takeaway for me. And you know, I did a strategy session for you yesterday, Michael, and this agent was a part-time agent Mm -hmm. Last year, spending $5,000 on Zillow, only working the the leads that were ready to buy now. Wait, so, $5,000 in what period of time? A year? A month. $5,000 a month as a part-time agent? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. So and only working the leads that were ready to buy has, now. Yeah, it made me think about, Gabe said last week, the only 3% was ready to buy. What are you doing with the rest of them? Dude, you should have offered to buy their leads. I would have been like, hey, look, I'll tell you what, give me all, all those leads that you're not going to follow up with, and I'll I, I give you 10 cents a piece for them. And I'll go out and I'll freaking, I'll crush it with a, holy cow, please tell me this person's coming into coaching. Oh my gosh. They need yeah, she is. Yeah, she's full-time oh. now. So, yeah. 
Dude, she is sitting on a gold mine. Oh, I know. If I was in Houston, I'd be buddying up with her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And watch this. All of our Houston clients are going to be calling right now. I got Justin and Sarah and Rick and all those guys are going to be calling you up. They're going to be like, who is this? I want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. So, but that's awesome. And you're right about that. There's so much gold in those leads that mm -hmm. we need to nurture. The problem is that most agents don't like to nurture them and they don't. The reality is most agents will follow up once, maybe twice at most, but it takes seven to 10 times before you get to that first contact and 10 to 12 times, uh, oftentimes before they'll actually commit to doing something with you, go see a house, sit down with you, have a conversation, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so good for you. That's awesome. And they don't think about the nurturing process isn't just about following up. It's about inviting them to home buyer seminars. It's inviting them to client events, inviting them to events in the community. It's not always about, hey, are you ready to buy a house? Well, one of the very powerful ways to do that, and there's lots of tools and techniques that we use to accomplish that. Um, one of them is very simple. It's retargeting, right? It's making sure that we have them on our retargeted list so that, or, or in our custom audience in Facebook so that when we're running promotions for a buyer seminar or even if we're just putting out great information out there, like, you know, the 10 dumbest mistakes smart home buyers make when buying their first home or whatever, like that kind of stuff, right? Just having that in front of them, even if they don't click on it right now, even if they don't consume it right now, even if they don't do something with us right now, they see it. And just by seeing it over a long period of time, eventually you become the natural go-to person for them. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, that's funny. Is that's kind of like my takeaway too, is like going deep, right? Is I was telling my team this morning that all those panelists, they're, they're like the epitome of what professionals are, right? They go deep with everything that they're doing. It's not going wide, right? They're not thinning it out they're choosing one or two lanes and then going deep, right? Mm -hmm. And I attended like Mike Bernier's session and he said three pillars, right? Three pillars of your business to as lead generation and then go super deep. But most, what do we do? Most agents go either halfway or a quarter of the way down and then we stop. So same with follow-up, right? They go three touches. I think that's the average, right? Three touches before they quit. Mm -hmm. and yep, that's right. Actually, I think it's just under three. Yeah. And it's eight. We have to get to eight in order to get somewhere with them. You know, so that was my big takeaway is look, just go deep with whatever, everything works. It's a matter of how deep you want to go in order to make it work. So you're hitting on a very good point here. So I, if I could give everybody just one piece of advice, it would be, you know, and we suggest this as part of coaching, right? When we do the hundred thousand dollar guarantee, right? Where you'll double your income or make an extra hundred thousand dollars and we give you your money back. It's contingent upon once every quarter. So every three months, you need to add one new lead source, but it's not just add the lead source. You got to add the lead source. You got to do what coach Jeff is saying here is you got to go deep on it, right? You've got to make sure you automate as much as it's humanly possible, delegate whatever you can delegate out of it and eliminate the unnecessary steps, making sure that you've gone as deep as humanly possible with every single lead in that funnel. Uh, and then go bring on the next lead source. If you just did that, if that's literally all you did for the rest of your career, you're never going to worry about money. Yeah, it's like, oh, leads suck. Sale by owners suck. Expired suck. Well, I mean, somebody's been making them work. Yeah. yeah. Why, does, why does a guy like Robert Slack, you know, spend $12 million a year in online leads? Yeah. $12 million. Why, why does a guy like that spend that kind of money on online leads? Because he knows it works. So it's not, to your point, it's not that the leads don't work. It's that the teams, the agents don't work, right? They're not doing the things they need to do to capitalize on. Okay, great stuff. Next takeaway. 
It's funny, it's Robert Slacks, right? Is I literally <laughs> had that on my list. I did the math on that. When he said that stat, I did the math, right? And would you trade $12 million for 24? Mm-hmm. And, and, his, and that was the bare, was like the bare minimum of his ROI. It was just a basic two to one. And I'm like, at that kind of scale, it made sense. So and here's what's interesting. So watch this. It, let's assume for a second that his team is actually on a 50-50 split, all of them, right? And he's getting a two-to-one ROI on that particular lead source. Here's the problem. Basically, after he pays his team, he's breaking even, right? So where does he make his money? The repeat business, the referral business, the spinoff business, the sign calls, all the other stuff. Right? And actually, for him, he's not even doing listings, which is insane. Like, literally, let me coach that guy for a little bit. Um, but the reality, though, is that there's all that spinoff business that you make your money on. Um, and so it, it does. Now I, I'm not suggesting that everybody go out there and try and run on the super thin margins that he's running on right now. Um, there's definitely other ways to do it that could be more profitable short term. Um, but I, I want to make sure that we don't under, uh, underestimate the power of purchase leads. Right. So good stuff. Okay. Other t- next takeaways. What do you got? Okay. So I'm, you know, Jeff had mentioned how he spoke to his sales team, you know, in a meeting, and I had mentioned um, about the 3%, what I just had talked about, but also also mentioned what Eric Eby said in his class, Fanatical Prospecting, and I had just um, read the book the first of the year, yeah, and, um, you know, Eric had mentioned that 97% of people will respond to a text message. And so before I'd even mentioned this to my sales team, I said, you know, who's leaving voicemails, which I don't believe in too much. But so I mentioned to them, 97% of people respond to a text message. And then I also asked them, you know, we do a lot of bomb bomb videos. And so the, the people on my team that are getting results from bomb bomb videos, like what are they doing? And Eric had talked about how building relationships on trust. It's not always about sending the video about, hey, you ready to look at a house? It's, you know, you could like Bree on my team. She was in a pickup line, you know, picking her kids up from daycare, you know, so she was relating to her lead. The dogs are barking in the, in the background. So she's relating to the leads. She's trying to create that value and that trust by kind of showcasing, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm in the school pickup line, but I'm trying to reach out and, and, and get a connection with you. So I, I enjoyed that part of his class. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jeff. You're going to add to that? Well, I was just going to say, it's like, again, he goes deep, right? It's like yeah. figuring out ways to succeed in everything that you do is like, what is, what do you like about real estate and how could you go deep with that in order to get, to get more relationships and actually like, you know, who you work with. If you work with somebody in your same demographic and you target that group, you're going to probably like your job more and want to do it more. And it's going to give you more energy and motivation to keep going. Right. And that brings you know up the point of making sure that we're authentic with what we do as well. Right. Don't try and be somebody you're not be who you are and you'll attract people that are naturally a better fit for you. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, your your authentic actions are congruent with your beliefs, your values, your morals, uh, and just your way of being, guess what? That's who you attract. Um, so yeah, I love that. Great. And, and one thing I was going to add too is, uh, I I get a lot out of these conferences. I get out what is in between the breakouts. And Mm -hmm. so I was going to mention that I love the open hallway. Like I thought that touch was incredibly powerful. 
right, is you got to experience conversations that you normally wouldn't have had in an online setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of, the, one of the things that I'm really glad to hear that feedback because I wasn't sure how that was going to be received. I really, it was very important to me to make this online event feel as close to a, an in-person event as humanly possible uh, without the expense and the, and the danger. I guess that's for the wrong word, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just without, you know, being able to do an in-person event. And so doing these, the, this hallway was the, the, the best way we could think to kind of get people uh, where they could go and they could just have whatever conversations. That's why I, I didn't spend time in the hallway. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't dominating the conversation. And so it sounds like there was some good stuff happening there. What about the vendor booths? Because that was kind of part of that whole thing too, is making sure that people could themselves choose between I want to go to the hallway or I want to go to the vendor booths and I want to be able to talk with someone live. Was that helpful, do you feel? Or was, was there anything you would change there? I thought the vendor booths were extremely helpful because it was like you were in an actual class. You weren't just going up to their booth and they were giving you information. They were actually showing you their systems and you, they were very interactive. I thought it was great. And Frank from Viral Marketing was impressed with what you pulled off and he wanted to make sure I told you that. <laughs> he was pretty excited about it. He was like, he was like, man, I couldn't believe it. I had, you know, cause you know, in an, in an in-person setting, they can't really do a demo with right. people because you don't have 12 people sitting there at the same time watching your demo. And so mm-hmm. I think for, for the vendor standpoint, I think that was really helpful for them. But what I'm hearing from you is it was equally helpful from an attendee or participant standpoint because you could go in and you've got really solid information about mm-hmm. that vendor and their product offering, um, which is it's interesting you bring that up because when we do Marketing and Technology Summit, uh, which is going to be our very first one here in July uh, 15th and 16th, in fact, I'm, I'm hoping that you two are going to be very involved in that. Um, Angie, of course, on the marketing side and Jeff, of course, on the technology side. Uh, but I'm really anxious to see how that goes because we want to create kind of that that same opportunity. What we want to do is we want to say, okay, cell phone companies, right? So every hour we'll have different breakouts, right? So every hour we'll have or every 45 minutes or however often, right, as we break this down, uh, we'll have, you know, like, let's say we have all the different cell phone companies there. We won't put them all in the same time slot. We'll put them in. in so each time slot will have 10 different vendor categories. So that for, like, if you're, if your mission in life is, Hey, I need a new CRM. Okay, great. This hour you'll talk, you know, have the opportunity to learn from this CRM. The next hour you'll learn about this CRM, the next hour, or if you want to do a different one, you, let's say you want to do uh, cell phone companies. So you can do the same thing there or, or uh, lead generation for buyers, lead generation, stuff, all that kind of stuff. We want to break it up so that there's these tracks and you don't have to stick to a track. You can bounce from track to track, but it will, what it will do is it will get you exposure to a lot of the stuff that's happening out there um, as well as having classes on all of these too. So like Angie, you might do a marketing class on, on, um, you know, how you're crushing it with uh, listings to leads, for example. Uh, Jeff, you might do a class on, you know, how you're integrating multiple technologies, which I know you're really big on. You've got a lot of that going on. Uh, um, so uh, anyway, I'm yeah. very excited about that. So key, I mean, key takeaways. Let's, let's get back to takeaways. With the, I mean, just to add with the vendor booth, I love that you can share the screens. Mm-hmm. And, and when, like, we talk about listing presentations now in the virtual space, right, is sharing your screen almost is more impressive. Because locking somebody down to like look at your screen and see your marketing is a little clunky and it's a little awkward. But in this environment, it's like you actually get more out of it. And I got out of like the tier three masterminds, right? All these masterminds. 
uh, were probably the most powerful masterminds I could be a part of, right? Because we got to be able to see and integrate and open up their screens, work through their flows and ask questions. Like it was almost like a workshop it more instead of like a mastermind. And that was crazy powerful. Crazy. Well, okay, so you just gave me an idea that I think we're going to have to implement at BSM in November, uh, which is in California. Uh, I think what we're going to see in, in uh, Carlsbad, California. I think what we'll do there, what if in the masterminds, what if we concurrent to the masterminds, not, not open to anybody that's not physically there. You got to be physically there to have the ability to log into this. But what if we have a Zoom session running while we're there so that from any position around the table, somebody could easily share their screen to the projected screen in the room uh, and you guys could talk about things. That Would that be, would that help? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Done. Yeah. Done. That's easy. I can make that happen tomorrow. Like that's, oh man, you guys just gave me a great idea. I got to write that down. Hold on. Okay. So give me another takeaway while I'm writing that one down. Okay. So I absolutely love David Stites' listing presentation. Um, along with the panel for the objection handlers. Um, I work more with sellers. So I, if I was able to see some holes in my listing presentation, but my big takeaway with David was he's just confident. You know, he acts as if, like you have always told us to, to do, act as if. Act as if you're going to get that listing appointment. Um, and so, and then part of that was what Gabe had uh, done when we, when it was the, when he was on that panel for the objections is he showed his CRM about all the buyer leads, you know, when you're on a listing appointment. And I had totally forgot about doing that. And I remember probably about a year ago, one of my agents was on a listing appointment and she did the exact same thing Gabe did. And I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot we need to be doing that. So it was two of those. It was Gabe and David's were really good for me. I love that. They did pretty good in that uh, listing agent uh, death match too. I was, oh I was my God, awesome. that was awesome. That was that a great was cool. session. It was a lesson yeah. in scripts. Total lesson in scripts. My guys were watching yeah. that. And they were saying it's a total lesson in scripts. Yeah. Yes. Gotta get good with your scripts. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll tell you one of the things we're working on. We, you know, we just we we just published uh, our third, our second and third book uh, during the event. Both of which became national bestsellers uh, during. That's the exciting, right? I was pretty excited about that. So we're three for three. Three out of the three books that we've published so far have been national bestsellers on multiple lists. I think we are now we've been number one on I think a total of five or six different Amazon lists. Um, and, uh, and in the top five in like 10, it's like some crazy number that we've been in the top five in, but that being said, so that's actually one of our books that we have coming up is we're doing a scripts book. So for those of you and, and specifically for coach Jeff and coach Angie, uh, if there are specific scripts that you would like us to provide, you know, Hey, how do we handle commission objections, pricing concerns, you know, those kinds of things, um, get those over to me, just private message those to me and I'll add them to the list. But we're literally coming out with a book that will be literally just chock full of multiple scripts to handle each objection. So for a price objection, we'll have four or five different scripts that you can memorize uh, to handle that one particular objection. And we'll do that with all these. So it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, when I listen to that too, is the formula. They all have the same kind of solid formula, mm -hmm. right? Is affirm, like repeat, yeah. you know, yeah. embedded command, and then tie down. Yeah. 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 So a lot of them are doing the, um, you know, the, um, what do we call it? ARP, right? Uh, uh, acknowledge, uh, repeat, pivot. Mm -hmm. 
um, and uh, great stuff. Um, so, or I'm sorry, acknowledge, respond, pivot. So that being said, let's go to the next takeaway. Uh, what else? What else? What is, give me one more takeaway from each of you that, uh, that you felt like you got out of the event and that meant something to you that you'll implement in your business. You know, okay, mine was um, Jeff Fitzer on video. And a lot of times you get nervous, realtors get nervous, like, okay, how do I start? How do I end? What do I say? You know, and he was like, start with that hook, get your intro, get your story, get your call to action. And it was just that basic, you know, four steps. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Now I feel a little bit more confident on how I'm going to start my videos. Love it. That's great. And you're right about that. You know, it's too, it's unfortunately most people do it backwards. They start with the intro before the hook, right? Mm -hmm. You got to yep. start with that hook. You got to, you got to tell people immediately, this is why you want to listen to this. Then you can do the intro. Then you can go into the full story. Then you can do your call to action. So yeah. I love it. It's great stuff. Great takeaway, Jeff. Well, and we talked on my team this morning, we we're asking this question, right? Of like what their takeaways as well. And the f farming from Christy Lundy, we thought was incredibly powerful. She was, you know, uh, the Facebook groups that she's starting to do and the amount of, um, you know, it was like she took it to another level. And so it really showed that like, you can't just send a mailer every month and accept results, right? Mm -hmm. It was, you got to do it consistently over a long period of time, right? In order to get something out of return. But the ROIs on that stuff were phenomenal. If, as long as you can see it through. And so a huge takeaway for the stuff that I wrote down was just pick a couple things and just go deep with them. I mean, again, it's really simple. Um, one tactic, one thing that I do with all my, the conferences that I attend is I go with a list of questions that I have to get answered, right? So now I'm going to, even this online one was uh, purposeful. So I'm attending things or going to the people that I need to go to in order to get my questions answered. Right. So I have 10 to 15 questions with every time. And just like you said, with CRMs or cell phone companies, you go with a purpose instead of consuming it all and mm -hmm. expecting to take action on all yeah. that. You can't take action on all that. Right? No, but then that's the next piece. Right. So first you go with your questions ahead of time. Then as you come out of the event, then you have to come out of the event saying, OK, what is the one thing I'm going to implement no matter what? Yeah. And then when I get that done, what's the next thing? So you come up with your top three to five things that no matter what you're going to implement in your business, you put them in order and you just start with the first one, you get that done. And until you get that done, you don't even think about the other four. Right. Then you go to the next one, you get that done. And until you get that done, you don't even think about the other three. Uh, and that's it. By the time you get to the last one, you know, by the time you get to number four or five, it's time for the next event. You go to the next event and you get a whole new take on stuff. And, you know, things have changed a little bit, things have evolved and you come up with an even better spin on what you were going to do. And you come with a renewed, uh, not only enthusiasm for, but understanding of exactly what and how you need to implement things um, and how important they are. You come up with a renewed sense of the priorities, if you will. Um, light bulb moment, right? It's a different light bulb moment. It's the same yeah, kind of content you heard true. six months ago, but it lit a bulb that you didn't, didn't light before. You know, and it's interesting you say that because so many people, you know, they'll say something like, you know, and I say so many, not, not the, the ones that are really successful never say this, but those that struggle oftentimes will say something like, oh, but I've heard it all before. Okay, but you didn't do it. If, if you heard it all before, why didn't you freaking do it? Yeah. Right? And if you have all the answers, why aren't you the number one agent in the country? Right? right? Because that's not how life works. Right? 
I had uh, one of my clients uh, was the vice president of Jack in the Box. He was actually going to become the new CEO of Jack in the Box. Ended up being the CEO of uh, the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. Not sure if you've ever heard of that place. Uh, real good guy. Uh, Jeff is his name. And uh, I was having a conversation with Jeff one day, and he says, Michael, I could be, when I was the CEO or the VP of uh, Jack in the Box, uh, actually, was he CEO at the time? I can't remember. But he was VP or CEO of Jack in the Box. And he said, I could take my entire operations manual. I could be sitting in first class uh, next to the CEO of, of Burger King. And I could get up off the plane. I could leave my, my entire operations manual, my strategic plan for the coming year on the seat get up, walk away, and I'm not worried at all about them copying it or doing anything with it. Because first of all, he'd have to read it, which most people won't do. <laughs> Second of all, he'd have to implement it, which even fewer do. Uh, and third of all, they'd have to implement it properly. And it's like, I mean, the whole point is, you guys, we need repetition for a reason. We need to be at these events for a reason. And, and, it's, and it's actually, there's a ton of reasons why we need to be at these events. In fact, give me one or two reasons each of you why it's imperative to be whether it be the online event that we just did or whether it be the in-person events give me a reason or two why you must be at these events every time relationships for sure right relationships i mean perspectives two heads are better than one you don't know Mm -hmm. all the answers and if you have good relations with people then you're gonna get you're gonna have a better result for your own business for sure yeah, and it's that brainstorming and swapping ideas. Like I might be doing something this way and Susie's doing it another way and we can combine the way we're doing it. Oh, well, that'll work even better for us. So that's what I like, the masterminds and the networking. Yeah, yeah. and I'll yeah. add, you know, get in a bigger fish, you know, fish pond. If you're in too, big, in too small of a pond, it's easy, to, it's easy to get big, right? And you need someone always bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a client right now I get to have a conversation with here in a couple of days uh, that they're the big fish in their little pond. And I I won't say where they're from, but I I don't want to give away who it is, but they're not going to be a club of coaching client very, very much longer. And the reason is they're just not coachable because they've got all the answers because they don't really want to change because they, you know, because by golly, they do a couple hundred transactions a year. So they must have all the answers. And it's like, no, like you're just barely getting started. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't mean to belittle anyone's production. I don't want anybody watching this to think, well, if I'm only doing 50 transactions a year, Michael doesn't care about me. That's not true. I do. I care about you guys. I want to help you grow regardless of where they're at, whether you're going from brand new agent to your first 25 or from going from 25 to 75 or from 75 to 150 or from 150, to 400 we've got clients that are doing 500 600 1000 3000 transactions a year regardless of where you're at we want to help you get to that next level here's the key there's always a next level right you're never freaking there and that's okay enjoy the journey the joy is in the journey and that's what we've got to understand is if we're going to really go down this path if we're really going to go down the path of being truly successful and achieving significance in our lives and eventually developing a legacy that we leave behind us it starts with being humble. It starts with being coachable. It starts with being willing to learn from others. It starts to, by understanding that, look, the people in my local market, they're not the big thinkers. It's the people all over the country that I need to start getting to know. In fact, all over the world that I need to start getting to know that are doing things that nobody in my market's even thought of before. Yeah. It's the people even in other industries that are doing things that could be applied in our industry that nobody's even thinking of right now. 
How do we get to those ideas? How do we implement those things? How do we become true innovators in real estate? Well, that's how you got to be at these events. You got to get to know people. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, though, too, right? It's it's get uncomfortable. If you want to get yeah. to another level, even if it's a smaller level, just start being uncomfortable. And I think Ron has mentioned this many times, too, is you got to be the person before you have what that person has. Right. So you got to be it and then you got to do it and then you get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Dude, that's a great presentation. Did you go to that one at the event? That his no, because, I mean, him and I have talked about that for. Oh, forever. yeah. We do have is like, you know, for me, it's what it is. Okay, if I want to emulate what that person does, mm-hmm. right, and then do it, and then all of a sudden, it's, you just attract it. You're totally right about that. It's, it's interesting, you know, people say, oh, well, when I'm this, then I'll that. No, that's not how it works. You got to choose to be that right now, right? It's, you know, we talk about acting as if, right? If I want to be a better person, Every day I get to wake up, you know, if, if, if I want to have what so-and-so has, let's, let's say, uh, let's say I, I want to have a better family life, um, you know, because so-and-so has this great family life. Well, that's great. You can have that, but you have, it doesn't start by going out and getting it. It doesn't start by doing this to get that. It starts by in here. I got to be that. Yeah. I got to be the kind of person it takes to get that. We, we talked about this when people occasionally come to me and say, okay, Michael, I'm ready to find my soulmate. How do I do this? You know, and, and I put them through an exercise on, on how to find your, your right match. And, and so far I'm batting a thousand. Everybody I've done this with that's really gone through it with me uh, has ended up marrying their soulmate and, are, and they're all still married to that same person to this day, I might add. Uh, but the actual- I didn't know you were a matchmaker. By accident, right? It just, <laughs> but, it, but the, the formula works, right? What I'll do is I'll say to the person who's, who's ready to find their mate, I'll say, all right, well, write down on a piece of paper for me right now, the 10 things that you expect in the perfect spouse. What do you expect? And then they'll write down those 10 things and they'll come back and, oh, I want this, and I want that. And they got to have this and they got to have that. And they got to have this and they got, okay, great. All right, that's good. All right. Now, write down the 10 things they're going to expect in a spouse. What is that person going to expect in their spouse? Whoa, they didn't expect to go there, right? So all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh. Okay, so then they write down the 10 things and then we come back and we talk about it and we say, okay, so... Now go be that. And then I give them some other exercises on the actual, you know, finding the person, that sort of thing. But, but they got to first focus on being that person that the spouse they want would expect. And as they start to do that, guess what happens? Opportunities materialize, right? Dates happen. Connections are made. I mean, it just, it's, but it's all because inside your head first, you've got to become that person that they would want to be with. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, same with agents, even in business, right? Like, tell me the definition in your mind of the agent and what their behaviors are that closes a hundred deals a year, fifty deals a year, whatever. Give me that definition. Yep. Right, and then just go be that. That's 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 literally it. Like, you've got to like, what are the habits? that a 500 transaction a year producer has? What are their daily habits? Right. Great. Go do that. Emulate. That's why, that. Yeah, and that's why it's important to be at these events because you get to talk to those people that are doing 500 transactions. 
Yeah, and, and what's interesting is not only do you get to see what they do to get there but and, and what they have because they're there, but you actually get to see who they are. You get right. to learn what makes them tick inside. And that's where it all starts. Napoleon Hill says, right? You got to begin with the end in mind and what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Um, but until you can conceptualize it and until you can convince yourself that you are that, you won't believe that you're worthy of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you got a group of people here that are so giving and abundant mentality mm-hmm. that I, I mean, I don't know, every single coach, every single person I've come in contact is, with is willing to open their book up and tell me everything that they wanted to do or, or how they were successful. And I didn't find that with any other organization. Right. You're very blessed to have wonderful people in club. We have just over 70 coaches now. And I can tell you without exception, every single one of them would sit down with anybody, regardless of your production level, um, regardless of whether or not you can do anything for them. Every one of them is the kind of person that would sit down with you and, and really take the time to help you with whatever it is you got going on. Um, There's lots of real estate transactions every single year, right? You, You can go get your piece and still be abundant. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, you're totally right about that. You, you there's more than enough out there for everybody. Well, that said, we are about out of time, so let's do this. Any parting thoughts from either one of you on listing agent bootcamp or any other club wealth events or anything for that matter? Any other thoughts? Every one of them has gotten exponentially better and better and better, and this one has gotten to a level of like, wow, you had you had I think over 600 people that that jumped in at at one point. It was crazy. I was, blown, I was blown away by that and how smooth it was and how really effective it was. Right. So, you know, kudos. Well done. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I just feel like as, as quickly as you put this online event together, just really shows how much you care and your staff cares and how you all want to help others succeed. Yeah. We, you know, I appreciate that a lot, Coach Angie. You know, we've got some wonderful people on the team and they worked day and night tirelessly. No joke. I mean, they literally had, I had uh, people on the team working literally 15 to as many as 18 hours a day for four weeks trying to pull it all together. And I am super grateful for them. They, they really brought it, they made it happen. And um, yeah, I got the easy job, right? I just got to tell them what I wanted done. They got to go. Figure it out. <laughs> you didn't lose your voice this year either, right? Right. Well, it was a lot easier. Yeah, actually, this is this is definitely uh, for a lot of reasons. It was great. It's funny because I was driving home because I went down to the office because there's nobody down there, right? So, and we have t- you know fiber optic internet down there. So I I went and I broadcast from the office, and I was driving back to my house, and I I contacted Ron, Coach Ron Anderson, and I said. I said, man, you know, what's really neat about this is I'm on the, my way home from a major event, biggest one we've ever held, and I'll be home in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I have to drive that trailer back. I, yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's 15 minutes beats three days all day long. It was great. So anyway, that said, the three of us need to get on a coach's call. So I really appreciate you guys. And so just, and, and I see that you guys have your location on there. For those of you that are watching, do me a favor. Um, if you haven't done so already, um, connect with coaches Jeff and Angie here. Uh, if you've got a referral in Knoxville, uh, Coach Angie will take great care of them. I know she will. We've referred people to her. I've seen a lot of people in Club Wealth refer people to her, uh, and I've only heard great feedback. And the same goes for Jeff uh, in Denver, Colorado. 
Uh, I've only heard great feedback from the people that have referred uh, clients to either one of them. So next time you guys have a referral in either of their areas, think of them. Uh, I know they'll take great care of your referrals. They'll definitely pay your referral fee. You won't have to chase them down for your fee. Uh, they're very honest. They'll get you taken care of. And, uh, and they're closers. Uh, they'll close these folks in a very nice way that'll have those people think for referring them to them. Uh, also, shout out to our sponsor, Wise Hire. Uh, for those of you that aren't already using them, you're crazy. Uh, you need to be. Uh, freaking Wise Hire is fantastic. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's a set it and forget it. It's like Ron Papil and the and the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the what is it the rotisserie grill or whatever. Yeah. Set it and forget it, right? Yeah. Set it and forget it. <laughs> it just, it'll bring you business. It'll bring you agents. It'll bring you team members. Um, you know, you want to do other things also. But Wisehire works, man. We use it in-house for Club Wealth when we're hiring. And we get people every year, we get different you know, people come in. And you think, think about for every agent you bring on your team, you think about what that means from a monetary standpoint. One agent pays for Wisehire for three years or more. Um, so definitely give them a ch uh, check out at clubwealth.com forward slash W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E. Again, clubwealth.com forward slash Wisehire. Coaches Angie and Jeff, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate you guys. Be on the coach.